Spags last week, you have Sean, Sean this week. Um, two guys that you, you worked with, you're familiar with. Are, a, are there similarities with with what they run, and, and B, right. knowing him so well and going against them and being with them? Right. Yeah, that original staff with Coach Reed, there's there's guys all over the place, and we, we interact quite a bit. Uh, very similar um, how they deploy the defense, um, some of the techniques of how they play up front, some of the coverage concepts are different. Um, and again, you just have to follow the path of, of the guy we're talking about. Sean uh, kind of reconnected with Ron Rivera, who was involved with the Lovey Smith Tampa 2 type stuff and, and configuration. And so you see some of that, uh, you know, where Spags was kind of out of the nest on his own and then interacted with John down in Baltimore. And so, you know, you kind of take on and you kind of add to yourself uh, based on the experiences you've had, you know, and I think that's that can be said for Sean. Drop, drop balls happen, bad passes happen, that's football. Right. But quarterback and receiver not agreeing on what the play is, that's, that shouldn't happen, these right. miscommunications. Yeah. How, do you, how do you trace these things? Is it from the sideline where it's not being communicated properly? Or no, I think they both knew the play. And again, I, I'm, I'm not going to really tell you why it got miscommunicated because that leads to scheme and we're going to run that play again. We actually ran that play numerous times in the game. and uh, but. What it is, is this guy's making the right decisions and then throwing the ball accurately. And, and in that case there, they both fell victim to not doing the right thing properly. And, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But I, I don't think it had anything to come coming from the sideline or not knowing what the play was. And, you know, we were running Apple and they all knew it was Apple. They just didn't execute it the right way. The one earlier with Sproles on the first possession. Uh, the I mean, ball in the flat. Wheel, he's running a wheel right, route and right. he throws yeah, no, I think I think that that's just another example. You know, uh, Sprozzi was the first look in the flat, but then he had another part to the route that he was going to run, and he just got into it a little too quick. How's Nelson? I don't know. I don't know. You know what happens is is we kind of get an initial report in the morning, and then these guys are training, you know, and, and doing their rehab. So I, I don't know if he'll be out here or not. We'll see. The last two games you've run, run it and thrown it for a lot mm -hmm. of yards. Uh, how big is that when you're, you're able yeah. to do both? Well, from a yardage standpoint, that's more what we're used to. Um, you know, I think we just got to tidy up the, the turnovers. You know, I think when you're, we're able to run the football, then play action is meaningful. Um, not lost on us. When we were running the ball, we hit a couple deep play actions, which, uh, which, are, which are really helpful. And has Kinkley become the kind of elite linebacker who you have to really be aware of where he is on every snap? Absolutely. I mean, Keekley and Davis, I mean, both, both as a pair, they're very instinctive. Um, they diagnose very well and they run extremely fast. So they show up in concepts that, you know, they, because they saw it and they get it, they get a jump on it. So certainly uh, that's where the defense is extremely talented in that linebacker level. They've got really good players up front and in the back end, but the highlight of their defense would be the linebackers, especially Luke. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. No. So there's no why to that. Yeah. What kind of job are the receivers doing blocking and uh, does Riley Cooper kind yeah. of set the tone for that? I think our guys, especially, and it got highlighted in the last game, have done a good job with perimeter blocks, and that really helps. You know, whether we're just throwing a simple bubble, you know, with two blockers out front, or um, you know, if a ball splits out, sometimes 
we talk about turning uh, bad into good and good into great and great into touchdowns. And a lot of times it's the perimeter blocks that do that. So you may have a good run that's going to go for six or eight. If the ball spits out to the perimeter, then that can go for eight to 20. And then sometimes that goes from 20 to a touchdown. And I think a lot of that has to do with the receivers. Uh, a lot of time blocking on the perimeter is, is all about effort and angles. You know, you just got to fight to the whistle and take the right angle on your guys. And I think our guys have done a good job. Is there anyone who's really kind of stepped up this year that, that, that really made a progression? You know, I think they've all done a good job. What comes to mind in the last game was Miles Austin. I thought he did a good job. Coop has been a, has been a good blocker. Huff's an extremely tough, competitive guy, and then certainly Jordan. So they, I think they all have done they've all done a good job. How tricky is it for, for Deuce to, uh, to to get that combination and, 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 and get both, all, all the backs enough reps and, and get them into a rhythm? And it seems like they're all kind of starting to click a little that way. It's a little easier than you think when we get a lot of plays. You know, when we get up. We get you know close to 80 plays or 90 plays, and you get a good rotation. Um, so we have an idea of how we want it to flow, and then you know we just get it executed from the sideline. A little easier than you might think when you're getting a lot of plays. When you're not getting a lot of plays, that's when it you know it affects the whole offense, and especially the substitution patterns. It seems like Riley is getting open deep you know, a lot more than he did last year. Well, again, I, I think sometimes when you when you're able to get open deep, it's because you found a way to run the football, and when you're running the football, then play action's meaningful, you know. And I think a lot of times, a lot of the deep throws that we've gotten have come off play actions, and I think that's just that's just part of what football is. And then, you know, his baseball background, you know, he tracks the ball well in the deep part of the field. So typically, if the ball is thrown down around Riley, he'll do a good job downfield. But it seemed like last year that wasn't happening with him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I wouldn't say that. You know, we took his, you know, the scheme's the same. You know, maybe the ball just didn't get there as much. That's all. Not many guys have had the misfortune that Sam has, mm -hmm. two back-to-back -back ACLs. Do you think he's mentally over the two injuries now? I think so. I think he's mentally over it. I think he's physically able to play. The big thing with Sam, and I mentioned this to the production guys last week, you know, he's just got to keep keep training and keep playing. And, you know, there's certainly, when he plays the game, there's way more good plays than bad. And then as you play each game, you got to eliminate the bad ones. And then everybody outside the building will start talking about that was a good performance. Because he did a lot of things to help us win the game, um, but I do think there's some things that become glaring because they're significant plays that we just got to eliminate, and I think he understands that. How much do you have to make sure that things don't get in his head as far as criticism, the interceptions, the up and down play? I, I would think you just want him to go out there and. Yeah, that's part of what we do as coaches. You know, we try to encourage them to focus on the training, focus on. Carolina. I don't think good or bad any of us can focus on what's said outside the building and I think I think that's natural. We as coaches it's a little easier because we're in here all the time. You know as long as we can keep our wives from telling us what's being said and if they're driving around town listening just don't tell me you know. But these guys leave the building a little bit more and you know we're in a new age now where they've always got their device in their hand you know and uh, I don't know that whole so when you watched the tape, what did you, did you see from Sam? 
I saw, like I said, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of good stuff. I saw a lot of things that we didn't see earlier. There were times when he was running around in the pocket that we didn't see earlier in the game, um, or earlier in the season. I, I think there, you know, the obvious, you know, we had um, uh, a couple of interceptions which you you got to eliminate for whatever reason, and um, I think he will. I think he'll do that, and I think he'll continue to get better. You know, he hadn't played a lot of football in the last two years, and we're bringing him back. You know, we're fortunate enough to be winning games however we're doing it. And this thing is a 16-game journey until hopefully you're in the playoffs competing to win it all. And so as we go through the journey, every one of us just keeps getting better. You keep training and you keep playing. And, you know, it sounds cliche, you know, as coaches to say that, but that's really what it is, you know. And I know everybody has to evaluate what's going on and, give praise and assign blame as we go, but we're just all training and getting better so that we give ourselves a chance to win it all. His movement in the pocket, is that a product of his comfort coming back from the injury or his comfort in the offense? I think both. You know, I think he's he's certainly healthy enough to play, but as you go along, I, you know, I had that injury, and as you come back from surgery, you know, you're out there and you're fine, but you become more and more fine as you go. You know, you get used to your body a little bit more. Games are uncontrolled. Guys show up and pop up out of the ground sometimes, and you got to avoid them. And or there's a guy there standing there getting ready to tip the ball, and you got to adjust. And so all those little movements that happen when you're in an uncontrolled setting, you just get more and more used to it as you get further and further away from the injury and the surgery. Are, are you seeing are you seeing moments where uh, his wide receivers and tight ends can can maybe help him out a little bit? I'm, I'm thinking particularly on the. Pass to Jordan Matthews, where he was kind of scrambling in the pocket, and, and yeah, he kind of peeled off. And it seemed like Jordan didn't. Well, to me, on that one, that was one where the pocket movement was great. He kept it alive, and then he came. But I still think that that falls on both of them. Jordan certainly could come back to the ball a little bit more, and then Sam could have thrown him a little bit higher ball. So there's an example where there's some good stuff going on in that play. We just just got to connect on it, you know. And I think that's it. And then certainly the way receivers help the quarterback is they don't drop balls, you know. And where the receiver, where the quarterback helps the receivers is they throw them perfectly accurate, you know. And then we all help each other, and we keep going on our journey. You know? What happened on the interception in the second quarter? It looked like it was either an uh, overthrow of Zach Ertz or an underthrow of Riley Cooper. What what happened? There? Yeah, he just missed the throw. He missed the throw. I think the ball was intended for for uh, Zach. That's all. I throw. Train it up, get his feet right, make it the next time. You used two tight ends a fair amount like you did the previous week. I know you run the ball in the second half a lot. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what, the advantages of that are obvious, but the disadvantages right. of sometimes you have to take a skill guy sure. out wide off the field. How does that change your offense? Well, we, we, we like to think we're, when we're in one back, we can run every play we run, whether we're in two tight ends or, you know, or one tight end. Uh, the other night, we fell victim. We had some receivers in and out of the game, as you saw, and so the roster kind of changed on us throughout the game. And so we used it probably a little more than we had planned, but it was working for us. And then we got into a game where we were running the ball and, um, you know, kind of played into that. But, you know, we really, at this time of the year, when you got guys a little bit nicked, they're out there fighting and battling, we got to use the whole roster, all the way down to Trey Burton at the tight end level. And even, you know, we trained Kenyon Barner to play running back and wide receiver. We're going to have to use the whole roster. Um, you know, we have a conceptual offense where you 
line up at one, two, or three, and you got to know what to do. And that allows us to play fast. And I think all our skilled players got to be involved. You've been working a lot of rap plays that, that have been uh, with adjustments that are post-snap. Um, with, with this offense, is, is it more reliant on, on things like that compared to other systems you've been in? Some plays, but not all. You know, I think um, the one the other night was one where it's an adjusted route and a decision to be made. And um, I won't tell you what number Riley was in the progression, but you have a progression. Typically, you want to throw it to the guys that are one-on-one -on -one or wide open. And then if they're not, you move on. I mean, I'm trying to simplify it again. You're looking for one-on-ones. If you catch a none-on-one, you like that better, you know? I'm just talking about the routes themselves sometimes, like Riley broke. Yeah. We don't. We have a few routes that are adjusted, uh, but and then we have other ones that are, are locked or fixed. So it's just part of it. And I think all offenses are the same. I don't think we have more or less here, even going back to the West Coast roots. When, when you had, when you had Sam in, in St. Louis, albeit his rookie year, like were you seeing the same mistakes that you're seeing now, or is it totally different? Same mistakes. You know we. You know, we weren't very good and with really not that many changes other than adding Sam Bradford. We went from winning one game to winning seven and almost winning the division. And, you know, I think sometimes uh, we made mention of what people say else. You got to just let it go and go play. That's why I say, hey, you train and you play. And I think he'll continue to, to do better things and make less mistakes as we go. And I think I saw that process when we were together the first year. If you have a route that has adjustment built into it, depending mm -hmm. on the the coverage that the receiver is seeing. Doesn't that adjustment have to be made X yards into it, otherwise you're committed? Yeah, 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 it's time. Football and route running is all time and distance and spacing, so down the field as you're making an adjustment, it has to be on time. So that sort of general concept might be part of what Correct. happened. Correct, yeah, that's good. Very insightful. <laughs> okay. Thanks, good, guys. good.